It is time to examine the Bible and use your power of reason. This podcast has been reproduced from a Periscope broadcast. Today I will be covering two congregations. And um, I thank you for joining. Okay, so... Um, what I have learned from the book of Revelation is that um, it is for all humans, right? This is a revelation that it is given to Jesus Christ from God himself. And so Jesus Christ is managing the affairs of humans. So he directs an angel And that angel uh, proceeds to give the messages from Jesus Christ to John. So um, we see that there is an organization, right? So when we look into things that are heavenly, um, which are not compared are not to be compared to um, something like aliens for example um, spiritual matters or spirituality have to do with godliness they have to do with sanctity so it's not really just based on um on ideas of humans right so the bible was written by men yes but uh, it was inspired by god so continuing in the book of revelation right continuing in the book of revelation Uh, we know that Jesus Christ first identifies himself as someone having power. And if you remember, or if you are, um, you, you study your Bible, and if you have your Bible, it's good that we can consider these scriptures together. At Matthew chapter 28, verse Uh, 18 Jesus Christ refers himself as the one having power over angels in heaven and over those on the earth so when he referred to the angels in heaven he meant the angels in heaven right the angelic creatures that exist that are invisible to us humans but that exist, that have dealt with humans in the past also. 
and that are mentioned in the scriptures. And then uh, with humankind, uh, having also Jesus Christ, having authority also over humans. And so that includes you and me. So it includes everyone, right? Now, the scriptures are mainly directed to the Hebrews because we know that God, among all other nations, God had made a covenant with the Israelites or the Hebrews. So um, he had a covenant with them. So they were his people. And everyone else who wanted to worship God, uh, who wanted to worship Jehovah, could do so. But they had to do so in the way that the Hebrews were doing. So they will have to follow their directions. And basically, that is what we find in the Hebrew Aramaic scriptures. So it is important, right, that um, we... Uh, Pay attention, especially if you are saying about yourself, as I say, that I am a Christian because I am a follower of the Christ, right? So uh, I am also one of Jehovah's witnesses, just as Jesus Christ is referred to in the book of Revelation. He refers himself as the faithful witness and first witness. So, uh, I have gone through the, the first congregations, uh, the first three congregations, the one in Ephesus, the one in Pergamon, the one in Smyrna, and now I am going to go to the one in Thyatira. And nowadays, in our times, uh, Thyatira is in the area of Akisar or Manisa in Turkey. So if you look in the map, you will find that um, these congregations were all in one place of uh, one land, one country, you can say. That's the way that I see it when I saw the map, uh, looking at the uh, seven congregations. And so um, Thyatira, uh, which is the congregation in Thyatira, uh, that congregation was in a thriving Turkish town of Akisar. Uh, and so, unlike Pergamon, Thyatira does not seem to have been an import, important center of emperor worship, right? Because we know that in Pergamon, there was a worship of the emperor there. And, um, but they did have shrines and temples dedicated to pagan gods. And I thank you for joining. So Thyatira was noteworthy as a commercial trading center, right? So um, 
they were industrialized and um, in in their time they had advancements just like like how we have them now in 2020 so they were humans just as us living their life and in the midst of all that happening there were there were the followers of the Christ the Christians following the Christ and um, in Revelation uh, Jesus Christ starts his message in Revelation uh, chapter 2 verse 18 and he says there and to the angel of the congregation in Thyatira write these are the things that the son of God says he who has his eyes like a fiery fiery flame in his feet are like fine copper so here right Jesus Christ identifies himself and reminds them reminds them of him having fiery uh, flaming eyes which means that he has the power to see meaning that things that we humans do are not uh, secret right especially those who claim to be followers of the Christ so also something to note in this scripture that is um that is one is the first book that John the apostle John wrote and this was uh about 98 from common era and uh he uh writes uh, in regards to this, the message that he receives is that um, Jesus Christ is saying that he has eyes like a fiery flame and feet that are like copper. And remember, copper uh, represents metal. Can, different metals can represent different people. So copper represents uh, Jesus Christ in his human form when he was walking around on the earth. And the example that he... Um, he gave to to for us to follow right because his example is not just uh for the people uh back then his purpose was for him to come to the earth uh, become was born as a human being perfect and so he replaced adam right he replaced the the, the man that was lost so now jesus come as replacement and he can give his life in exchange for many, as the Bible says. But it is interesting that he calls himself son of God, right? This is very interesting and very, very important for us to know. Why? Because um, there have been teachings, not from the Bible, that is why it's important that we get our Bible and we see what is in it. Because just like it can happen with uh, anything of importance, 
for example, if you're signing a deed for your home and you don't read the print, then um, you may be giving your house away. So uh, understanding what the Bible says means our life, means our life eternal forever as it is promised in, in, in the Bible. So it is important that we have the correct understanding about these matters. And basically, this is for all humans, not just for some, not just for those who don't have money, right? Because sometimes we may think, well, you know, maybe, maybe um, those who have money say, well, you know, poor people, they have nothing. So they, they, they believe in that book, the Bible. Um, but we know that the scriptures also speak about those who um, who are rich, right? And, and their priorities in life change because they don't have needs as the poor has. So it is, um, like I said, interesting to note that it says in there, Jesus himself says about himself, that he is the son of God. And also in the introduction of this book, it says that God has given this message to Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ has given this message to his administrator, to his uh, person. Uh, and he has given that assignment to that angel and that angel gave this message to John. And John brought it in human terms for our understanding, right? So uh, also one thing to remember is that the book of Revelation is symbols and signs. And numbers have a meaning in, in here. And I have given the, um, the 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 significance of the numbers, and so um, I will uh, refer to these whenever whenever is um, necessary. And I will most likely post it. I said that I was going to post, but I forgot about it, so I will do so. I will post. Um, in regards to the symbolic numbers of Revelation and also throughout the Bible because these numbers um, come about from other scriptures. So other scriptures explain what these numbers mean and you can see it for yourself in your translation of the Bible. And so uh, another thing to note in regards to this congregation in the Tyra, the first person that uh, seems to have become a follower of the Christ in that congregation uh, was a woman named Lydia and she was a seller of purple um, back then just like now people use different coloring for the clothing and so back then they did the same thing and she was a businesswoman. She had a business selling 
purple so that it will be used for the clothing and um, Lydia and all her family accepted the message that was being preached at the time so uh, to note is also that Jehovah Witnesses have not been uh, just sprouted from somewhere in the 1800s and 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 just evolved from from nowhere no if you follow history if you go back into history you will find that there have been others even before the 1800s when the um the first students of the bible as they used to be called back then um started to study the bible and that is basically what happened and they started inviting others to study the bible with them and to reason from the scriptures and so basically that's what it is so it's not a uh, recruitment as some people may think because uh, uh i have read different articles from different people and having different ideas and um maybe comparing from other other religions and how they are formed um and so they come up with their own thinking about what jehovah witnesses are uh we have it posted in jw.org for those who want to know uh but in reality they have seen what the bible said and these congregations for example that i have gone through were starting to be formed because the followers of the christ were becoming many so it was in christ remember jesus christ was from the jewish religion he had to make a change so he stayed in the jewish religion and then the scriptures say that he fulfilled the law he's the only one who could fulfill the law so the law that god required he was the only one that could fulfill that law that law of that was given to moses Jesus Christ was the only one who could fulfill that law. So he embodied that law within him. And he could then establish and say that I give you this new commandment. And also he could say he could say that because um he gave his life in be- in behalf of many because he could qualify for his life to be of the value that God required right so um there were there were um different different congregations being formed and so in the 1800s right and throughout time since the first century uh people have been studying the bible uh different uh, ones even died translating the bible and 
doing the preaching work also, just as Jesus Christ did. So the model that we follow is the model, the pattern that Jesus Christ gave us. And that is what Jehovah Witnesses do. So now when it comes to the message that he is given to Thyatira, and he's also given messages to the other congregations. He starts with a commendation for the good work that they have done, but then also he calls the attention as to their deficiencies, spiritually deficiencies, right? So um, also the term, him saying that he is the son of God, it reminds them, it reminds these uh, Christians in Thyatira, in that area, that Jesus Christ has a very close connection with his father, with his God. So Jesus Christ worships Jehovah also. He is under his submission. That is important to know because we want to worship. We want to give worship, direct our worship to Jehovah God. And that is why Jehovah Witnesses do so in that way. Because we have found out these things that are in the Bible. Right? So it is important that we read what the Bible is saying. And apply these things in our lives also because these messages that were given to these congregations apply to us today if I am saying that I am a follower of the Christ what is the Christ requiring because this is a pattern a pattern for us to follow in regards to remember Jesus Christ is king over all humans not just some we are the ones who are making differences we are the ones who are um dividing ourselves and in 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 having different denominations but god is requiring from humans to to have what he wants us to have so he wants worship from his from his viewpoint not from humans viewpoint right so um then he continues in revelation 2:19, and he says in regards to Thyatira, he says i know your deeds and your love and faith and ministry and endurance and that your deeds of late are more than those formerly so they are even doing more now right or at that time they were even doing more than before so that is good they have progressed more they have become more spiritual in the time uh, being right becoming more like God imitators of God just like Ephesians 5 1 says so um we are seeing that Jesus Christ is in charge, is knowing what each member of the congregation is doing. 
And so he's giving them commendations for that. So in comparison with those in the different congregations, for example, um, the Ephesians, they had lost their, their love that they had for God, that they had at first. You know, when, when you know these things and you see them in the Bible and your eyes start opening, opening up and things that you haven't seen and you see it clearly and God is giving you enlightenment, right? And you're understanding, you're having better understanding of your purpose in life and, and how you, you or I uh, can be included in God's purpose. Right? So you start feeling love for God. But then what can happen is that if we start um, putting our, our, our priorities in life, because um, we have to be balanced, right? Um, all these other things that we are doing as humans... God is not condemning them. God is not condemning people for for the things that they have. Neither did Jesus Christ in the past. What he condemned were our priorities. What is priority in my life? Who is priority in my life? If it's not God, then that was what was condemned and then also um he says to the congregation in Thyatira he says I know your deeds and he says I know your love so he know the type of person that they are the type of personality that they have how they treat others right how also they have faith in Jesus Christ so therefore Um, They go into the ministry, just as Jesus Christ did, speaking to others about what they have learned, which is what Jehovah's Witnesses also do throughout the earth. Over 240 lands, Jehovah's Witnesses are present, and over 1,010 languages, I believe I checked the last time they had. Um, So... That, that is what Jesus Christ is seeing in those um, as Thyatira, right? Because we want to we want to follow a pattern of how others did, not become uh, them because we don't know we don't know them and we should be ourselves, right? The next the next uh, congregation is going to show how our 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 identity our individual identity is very important also when it comes to spiritual matters so they also were in the ministry we know that jesus christ had told his followers in matthew 28 18 19 and 20 other four after he has said to them that he had power of on the in over the angels in heavens and over the humans on the earth he said go therefore 
and make disciples of peoples of all the nations. And there's where the preaching campaign, the preaching activity had to begin for humans other than the Hebrews. It was after that when the preaching work now because the Hebrews, the Hebrews themselves had basically killed Jesus, right? By the 33 um, CE, 33 and a half when he died. And so that covenant, that pact that existed between Jehovah God and the Hebrews was no more. Jesus Christ was the one who fulfilled the law. Um, they rejected Jesus Christ. They eventually killed him. And so then that covenant that existed is no more. So God now gives uh, a new covenant just as it is promised uh, through Jeremiah then Jesus Christ is the one who fulfills it, of course. He's the word. He's the one who fulfills God's word. So then this new covenant is no more with a group of people only. Not no more with a group of people only, but individually with each and every one of us gets to have a covenant where we can dedicate our lives to God. And of course, in order to do that, we will have to live according to God's will. And those in Thyatira were doing what was expected of them. So I think about myself. If Jesus Christ will uh Tell me, well, Judith, tomorrow there will be an examination of you and your life. Would I, will, will he say about me what he said to them? I know your deeds in your love and faith and ministry and endurance and that your deeds of late are more than those formerly? I hope so right but we shall know we shall know if we are if, if if tomorrow i will have an inspection by jesus christ i i will have to know today what it is that i have done with my life so far because this is not we we can't you know just come up with something for the next day why no one can you know the first thing that he tells he tells them is he has uh, fiery flaming eyes so no one can hide from him and then he says uh, he has uh, the, he's the one who has copper feet meaning he's been a human he knows what it, what it, what it's like to be a human right so they had not lost 
that first love, they had continued with zeal, uh, preaching and teaching, just as how he had commanded them to do, because that was a command. That was not like, um, if you are a follower of the Christ, then uh, you can follow however you want. That is not the way it goes. For uh, Jesus Christ is King and Lord. And so, over humans, he has taken the kingdom from David, and he is king over the kingdom. That includes humans. And so, but nevertheless, he says in regards to the congregation there, um, that for some, in Revelation 2.20, it says, nevertheless, I do hold this against you, that you tolerate, tolerate, right? He says, I do hold this against you, that you tolerate that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, and she teaches and misleads my slaves to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed to idols. So, if you remember, right, there was a woman named Jezebel, and that was in the 10th century. And so, um, this woman was the wife of King Ahab of Israel. So, he was an Israelite. His name was Ahab. He was a king, and he's queen, queen uh, his wife was a Baal worshipping wife so she was an idolater instead of worshipping Jehovah who, who, who was um, the god of the Hebrews back then they were under covenant she was worshipping Baal right so not only that but she was also uh making others do the same thing she was uh, dominating so uh, she was murderous too she committed murder she killed people uh, Baal worship required um, the, the sacrifice of humans and so she participated in that she was also adulterous um, so what happened Jehu as Jehovah's anointed was the one who executed her right so that was the end of uh, of Jezebel but Jezebel even though she was saying about herself because this, this is what she was saying about herself she was saying that she was a prophetess. She was telling that to people. But she wasn't a prophetess. There have been prophetess in the Bible before. There was Deborah. There was Miriam. And then God also had given prophecies uh, for uh, other women to speak about. Um, for example, the daughters of Philip, the evangelizer. That was after 
the time of Jesus Christ. And there was also the age woman named Anna, who also gave a prophecy. And so women, yes, had been prophet prophetess in the past. God had used them to say prophecies, to speak out prophecies. So it was not only men giving prophecies. It wasn't just for men to do. Uh, there are times uh, the men had to go to uh, these prophetess in order for them to tell, uh, to explain what God wanted them to do. So this uh, Jezebel, this woman Jezebel is mentioned. And you have to remember in Genesis uh, chapter 3 verse 15 is mentioned about also a woman. And that woman that is mentioned in there is representing an organization. Right? And why is a woman represented and not a man? Well, a woman, because a woman can give birth. So, what happens to organizations? They grow, right? So, in here, when he says, you tolerate that woman, Jezebel, uh, we know that this happened in the 10th century before common era. I said common era, I think, but it's before common era. So this was in the times of the kings, right? And so Jezebel didn't exist in that congregation. She wasn't a Christian. So what is Jesus Christ speaking about? Well, he's speaking about... Uh, a group of people, women, it could be men too, a group of people who um, have become corrupted, just as Jezebel. So they were, they, they were having that uh, thinking, maybe even hatred for others, maybe committing uh, adultery and fornication. And maybe being also um, dominating in the ways. Wanting to, to get ahead, just to get ahead. So, this woman that is mentioned here was, or this group of people that were there in Thyatira, um, it mentions there that they were being tolerated. So nothing was being done in regards to in regards to what was going on in there. Maybe uh, there were members in the congregation that were immoral, that were misapplying the scriptures. Some people you do that just like Satan did when he tested uh, Jesus Christ. That is at Matthew chapter 4, uh, 1 through 10. Satan knew what is written in the scriptures, but he used that in order for him to, to tempt Jesus Christ, to make him sin against God. And so, just like Satan does, humans also do. And apparently, 
in this um, congregation that was going on. So they were doing, they were doing excellent, but there were some that were not, that were like that woman just above, right? And we, we often do that also. You know, when we see certain type of people doing certain type of uh, ways of being, having certain type of personality, we usually categorize them and put them in that group, right? Well, Jesus Christ was doing the same thing. And so maybe there was false prophesying, uh, uncleanness, uh, hurtful desires, coveting, idolatry, indulging in immorality, self-seeking lifestyles. Uh, so it could be all of that that was going on. That Jesus Christ is telling them, you need to give attention to this, that you're tolerating. Because they are there in the midst of you. But they are not uh, doing as it's required by God. Remember, uh, Jesus Christ is God's spokesman. He is an administrator for human affairs. He is our king. He has power over humans, power over angels. And this message is from God that's given to Jesus. So that is what Jesus uh, is doing over here. And then um, he continued and he tells those who take the lead in the congregations because there's organization. And back then it was the same. There were those who were elders in the congregations who take the lead to make sure that everyone is uh, complying with what God requires, which everyone should know because everyone had the scrolls for them to read. So just like now we have the Bible, uh, each person who claims to be a Christian should know what the Bible says and should be able to follow it, right? So no one should tell me I should, I should be able to, to read it once I have been instructed because otherwise Jesus Christ wouldn't be uh, having said uh, go therefore and make disciples of people of all the nations uh, baptizing them but before that teaching them right and so um, after we have been taught oh, this is what God requires from humans from from me then uh, if I am not doing it right we are all in into doing this thing that God wants us to do but if someone is not doing it then that person Jesus Christ said you need to deal with that person right so and he says um, and I gave her time to repent right so Jesus Christ saying this group of people that have this type of Jezebel mentality I gave her time to repent, but she is not willing to repent of her fornication. Look, I am about to throw her into a sick bed. And those committing adultery with her into a great tribulation, unless they repent of her deeds. So Jesus Christ is telling them, there are those in that congregation, Tia Tyra, who are doing all these things 
being immoral, hating others, uh, maybe not killing them, but you know, if you hate someone, maybe you wish that they'll die, you know, so that's the same thing. And so, um, uh, having um, sexual uncleanness or, or being unclean sexually, uh, because sex is permitted. Sex, we have been given that as a gift from God, but under the marriage arrangement, not to be sexing around with everyone. Or uh, having um, idolatry or misapplying the scriptures or false prophesying and so Jesus Christ said just as how he said in the other congregations what we must do is to repent right he says repent and he's saying I gave her time to repent so Jesus Christ is here from the time that he started and he continues so he's been he's taking he's taking account of this and the angels are helping in this ministry in this preaching work that Jesus Christ had assigned back then when he started in 2029 CE or 30 CE and so it is required from those who say I am a Christian or I am a follower of the Christ Right? So, and then also we have to think about the influence, this influence. For example, this woman here, right? Uh, if you look back at the record, uh, King Ahab, in uh, the way that she was, she was uh, um, taking the lead. In, re in reality, she was, she was being uh, she was taking the responsibility from the husband she, she wanted to be man she wanted to be the husband and she wanted to be the wife also and, and that can be right? remember that the marriage arrangement come from God not from humans and in, in our position our position in, in, in regards to how God says the arrangement is, the marriage arrangement is, um, yes, are, we are equal in regards to the value of, of our life, right? We are equal in the value of our life. A woman's life is as valuable as a man's life, right? So the responsibility actually comes in the spiritual matters, right? Uh, when God made Adam, he made Adam first. He didn't make the woman first. He made the woman for the man. The woman came to exist because of the man. So that's our position. Men first, women after. So that doesn't mean uh, women are less valuable. No. It means that in spiritual matters, uh, because when it comes to business, a woman can, can be a CEO. 
be the president, be the owner. If she is the owner, if she is the president, if she is the CEO, if she is a manager, why not? Those are matters that are not spiritual. That is not what God is speaking about. What counts to God and the arrangement when it comes to the marriage arrangement, the family, the respect that should be there uh, between both, the man takes the lead. That is God, how God made the situation for humans. And that is how it should be. Right? Not that the man is going to go ahead and on his own and as as if he if his wife doesn't count. Of course not. That wouldn't be loving, right? I mean we have to use our senses, right? So um following the Christ is the best way for all of us. And so when it came it, later on in Revelation 2.23, Jesus uh, again refers about the woman Jezebel or the group of people like that woman Jezebel back then. Um, he says, and her children, right? Because she has produced more like her. And her children I will kill with deadly plague so that all the congregations will know that I am he who searches the kidneys and hearts and will give to you individually according to your deeds. Right? So searching the kidneys, searching the heart, uh, we know that it, it means in regards to how we feel thoughts, our intentions, the intentions of the heart, because we can say with our mouth something, right? But really, we don't mean it. Really, we, we, we may harbor resentment or hate, but we may say with our mouth something else. Jesus Christ said, I search. I know your intentions. I know your emotions. I know your feelings. Otherwise, um, in other words, we cannot hide who we truly are from Jesus Christ or from Jehovah God. Because remember, the message is coming from Jehovah God to Jesus. And so her children, right? Uh, as Just as a, an organization, just like, like a group, uh, it becomes bigger so it refers to her children but her children are like her and he says in the verse before he has said those committing adultery with her he will uh, he will throw into tribulation He will throw into tribulation unless they repent, right? So these are the followers of Jezebel. And now he's saying, he's calling them children. He says, I will kill with deadly plague. 
So, Jesus has allowed her to repent. That includes humans up to our time, includes congregations up to our time that claim that are followers of the Christ. And uh, he has given them time to repent, but they have persisted in their immoral ways. Hence, Jesus Christ bring judgment upon them, right? And so us today, Christians today, me, who say that I am a follower of the Christ, uh, if considering this, am I found guilty of anything of that? No, not me. <laughs> so um, we all have to do that self-examination, right? Uh, because these have to do with spiritual matters, spiritual requirements, which are different than anything else that we may do for work, that we may do for school. Uh, it, it is different. This don't refer to um, convincing ourselves into some psychological state of mind. No, it has to do with our conscience that guide us, that tell us what is correct and what is not correct, what is good and what is bad, and uh, that we know if these things apply to us, then Jesus Christ saying, repent. And then also, um, we are admonished to study the Bible by Jesus Christ. Jehovah Witnesses have uh, at jw.org all the tools that you will need to study on your own, at your own pace. You don't need to register uh, so that you can see what what um, the study of the Bible is. Your own Bible at home. And so we should take into consideration what James 5, 14 and 15 says, that no one can fool God or the Christ. We can fool humans, right? If we wanted to, we could fool humans. We could take advantage of other humans. If they're lacking knowledge on, on, you know, I have mentioned in regards to uh, when you're signing a deed, you don't read the uh, fine print on papers, then uh, you can be giving your house away. Then, uh, you know, those, those people, why why do they do that? Well, they do that because they, they see that someone um, is ignorant in regards to certain kind of information certain type of information and so they uh, find them as easy prey and so and, and, and they are ambitious they, they, uh, they're greedy right and so um, they want more 
and more and more. And so they find that, uh, well, this person, uh, you know, they're slow or they don't know. They're not educated in this, so they don't know. I know about it. So, you know, I, I am I am slick. I'm intelligent. I am uh, a genius. And, you know, so I, I'm going to to take advantage of, of their ignorance. And some people do. A lot of people do. A lot of people take advantage of others without, uh, without thinking twice about it, right? But is that loving? Of course not. Being greedy is not loving. Greed doesn't come from, from love. So we have to check inside our intentions of our heart. And if Jesus Christ, especially if we're saying that we are Christians, especially if we're saying that we are spiritual people. So then um, if we had an inspection tomorrow by Jesus Christ, just like the Atira had, how will we how would I fare? Right? So um, and just like how it happened also with the other congregations. Um uh, are we tolerating also you know we may not be able we may not do it you know i'm not doing it because some in Thyatira were like they were doing good but they were allowing they were tolerating those who were like jezebel and apparently if you are allowing someone to do these things and you're not saying anything about it you're not reproaching it you're not you're like just putting up with it then that's not what what Jesus Christ said that it was to do to be done in the congregation right so he said on 24 and uh, chapter 2 verse 24 and 25 he says however I say to the rest of you the rest of the people who are in Thyatira, all those who do not have this teaching, the very ones who did not get to know the deep things of Satan. This is what Jezebel and her behavior was doing. Going deep into the things of Satan. And so it says, the very ones who did not get to know the deep things of Satan, as they say, I am not putting upon you any other burden, just the same. Hold fast what you have until I come. So he commands them and he tells them, continue, continue doing this good work that you have been doing. So in um in revelation 2 26 and 27 he says and to him that conquers and observes my deeds and conquering here means conquering the evil with the good right because jesus is not about warfare and um when he brings Armageddon is going to be a judgment 
for those who have not obeyed. So it says, and to him that conquers, right? So conquering means the evil with the good and observes my deeds down to the end, I will give authority over the nations and he shall shepherd the people with an iron rod so that they will be broken to pieces like clay vessels, the same as I have received from my father. So those who are conquering will receive uh, there are two groups that the Bible mentions and later on I will cover that but uh, it says that in the scripture there it says that the same as I have received from my father and so we know that Jesus Christ has been given power has been given kingdom a priesthood so he's priest over humans right Jesus Christ is king over humans and he's a judge over humans right so he has great authority over humans over us humans and so there are two groups there are the group that he takes to heaven so and this is in the book of Luke chapter 22 when he makes the covenant with his disciples who were with him in the um, the time when it's called the last supper right that um, he, he it was the same day that he died he made the covenant with his uh, disciples and if you know there were many followers of Jesus Christ but he only made this covenant with the 11 and then later on uh, one had to be replaced which was uh, Judas right because he, he became the traitor so in Luke Jesus Christ made, made this covenant with this group and then it's also mentioned at John chapter 10 that there is a little, little group that he has. These are the 144,000 that are mentioned in Revelation, the book of Revelation. That number is not given until then, until the book of Revelation is written. And these, just like how Jesus died and was resurrected, from he, he died as a human but he gets to be resurrected as an angelic person as he was before right as Michael the Archangel then the same this 144,000 there's no more than that and there's no less than that there's 144,000 humans that will go through the same process they die and uh, they die of, of natural causes or, or whatever causes their death they'll die first and then they will be resurrected by Jesus Christ to go to heaven to rule with them to become priests and judges 
and to share in the kingdom with Jesus Christ. That is in the book of Revelation. I will explain that later. And then there's another group. There's the group that are the great multitude of people that come out from uh, the influence of Satan who have endured, who have, um, just like how it says here, who have, um, who have maintained themselves, observing Jesus Christ's commandments, obediently, obeying his commands, preaching and teaching, even though it means their life, even though it might mean that they uh, have been put in jail, in different countries but they have um, continued even though whatever happens they have continued to be obedient to the Christ and so um, Jesus continues and he says I will give him the morning star and again uh, this is a, a group of those follow the, the Christ and a star when it mentions a star it certainly uh, mentions uh, for example right because we we have to find the Jesus Christ always speak in 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 regards to references and we always do that also so when a star is mentioned remember Jesus is um, seen with seven stars in his hands and these are the the, the 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 each star represents those who are taking the lead in the congregation he has them in his hands meaning he has authority and power over them right if you have something in your hand it, 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 you can grab it onto your hand and put it in your hand You can take care of it. You can look at it. Right? You can guide it. So, Jesus Christ um, also is in the midst of these lampstands. Meaning, these congregations. These congregations who, who are groups of people in these congregations in different areas. Right? And now, in different areas of the world, um, they are together um, I mean Jesus Christ in the midst of them and we know number seven means signifies divinely determined completeness so mentioning seven seven lampstands means these congregations are representing any congregation from then on to now who says I am a follower of the Christ So we should go back and check, am I following the pattern that was given to these congregations by Jesus Christ, right? So um, going back to the reference in Numbers chapter 24:17, it's mentioned that it mentions that a star will certainly step forth out of Jacob and a scepter will indeed rise out of Israel. So Jesus Christ himself refers himself 
as a star. A star that came forth from Jacob. Right? And he's given a scepter. Scepters are usually given to kings. And so, indeed, will indeed rise out of Israel. And he did. Right? From, I believe, the line of Judah. And so, um, how will Jesus give this star to those who are going to be resurrected to a heavenly life, this 144,000? Well, in the scriptures, uh, John 14, 2 and 3, is mentioned that... Um, Jesus Christ is he tells his disciples that he is going with those that he made the covenant with that he is going back to heaven to prepare a dwelling place for those who are going to be joining him in ruling over mankind over the period of 1000 years and also serve as priests And so, the uh, the for that congregation, um, is mentioned at Revelation 2:29. Let the one who has an ear hear what the Spirit says to the congregations. Right. So he ends uh, with that, and then the next congregation is uh, the congregation of. Sardis right so Sardis uh, by John's day Sardis had fallen already in uh, in the 6th century before our common era this city was the proud capital of the ancient kingdom of Lydia in seat of the enormous wealthy king Chrysos Crosses I think that's pronounced that way so this is Sardis now now he again commands that congregation and says and to the angel of the congregation in Sardis write these are the things that he says who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars I know your deeds that you have the name that you are alive but you are dead right so how can it be that some that this congregation says that is alive but Jesus Christ says you're dead right And so this is going to take us to the book of life, right? Each congregation that Jesus Christ uh, tends to, turns his attention to, has a different thing, if you have noticed, has a different matter that Jesus Christ wants to address. So it is for us, again, to follow, you know, this, this, um, 
the commendations, but also the concerns that Jesus Christ has with them and how to resolve the matter if we find ourselves in the same situation. So, um, Jesus Christ says in here about himself, right? We have seen that in certain occasions he have identified himself with certain factors. But in this one, he says, um, I know your, okay, wait. These are the things that he says who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. We know the number seven means um, signifies divinely determined completeness as to Jehovah's purposes, right? So why does he identify himself with the seven spirits? Because the spirits represent Jehovah's Holy Spirit or power flowing uh, in its fullness, right? So seven times in fullness, right? So Jesus reminds the angel of that congregation in Sardis that he is the one who has the seven stars. So he holds this congregation uh, taking the lead, those humans taking the lead in the congregation. He has them in his hand, right? That's what he says. Uh, he holds the seven stars. He holds those congregation elders. He holds those congregation elders in his right hand, having authority to direct them in their shepherding work. They are to follow the lead of Jesus Christ. And so they should set their hearts to, to knowing positively the appearance of the flock, meaning they have to know their congregation members. They have to be aware of what's going on. And so he says to them in Revelation 2, uh, Revelation 3, 2 and 3, he says, become watchful, he says to them, to those congregation elders that he has in his right hand. He says, become watchful and strengthen the things remaining that were ready to die. For I have not found your deeds fully performed before my God. Therefore, continue mindful of how you have received and how you heard and go on keeping it and repent. Certainly, unless you wake up, I shall come as a thief and you will not know at all at what hour I shall come upon you. Right? So they were spiritually dead. Basically, all that was about this congregation was just a little spark of spirituality left in them. And they were dead in their spiritual activities. Right? So, um, 
remember they are supposed to be a lamp Jesus Christ is in the midst of these seven lampstands and they are supposed to be illuminators illuminating radiating with God's word telling others about God's word preaching and teaching but they were not doing that their congregational lamp was flickering and that was because of the lack of works of faith and the lack uh, our works of faith are the preaching and teaching work that's it obeying the Christ so they um, they had lost their appreciation for spiritual things and basically uh, they were they were um, consumed if there is no spirituality in someone's body in a in in a, in this human body if 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 i did not have any spiritual value in my life no concern with the scriptures no regard for the scriptures what do you think i will be doing i don't know but uh a lot of things i will most likely will be doing a lot of things that are condemned by god that are not approved by god right so uh this was what's going on over here their appreciation and the love for the truth that they had learned from what they had learned from the scriptures uh was like a fire that started but then now is just a few embers that are remaining are continuing to glow so Jesus encouraged them to to fan the spark that they had to stir up the fire to repent of their sins of their negligence and to become spiritually alive again and uh, otherwise Jesus will come unexpectedly as a thief to execute judgment to the congregation in Sardis and they will be unprepared right so the reason why that can happen and I can think about uh, for example when Babylon was overtaken by Cyrus of Persia they had eaten they had partying they were partying they had eaten they had they were drunk and they left the door open and so Cyrus and his people who just walk in walk in <laughs> it was prophesied that it will happen that way right so Jesus coming as a thief if we are not aware of the times that we're living in, if we're not aware of the signs that we are being told in the Bible, if we are saying, well, I am a Christian, but I am laxing, 
and I am not trying to do all that I can in order to reach others. Um, maybe I haven't done the transition. Maybe I got baptized and I did not transition on the internet. On the internet, people don't know that I'm a witness. They only know that I'm a witness in the congregation that I go to. But now I can go to the congregation. <laughs> so um, um, I gotta find other ways to do the preaching work. Well, so the people on Facebook are going to be surprised. Maybe, maybe not, right? People on Facebook, people on Twitter, Pinterest, business partners, uh, business workers, employees, employers, right? Um, who, who, who is going to be surprised by the knowledge of knowing that now I, uh, I identify as one of Jehovah's Witnesses because maybe I got baptized and um, many of us forget to do that transition online on our profiles and so um, many friends that we may have there, people that know us, people that we go to school in, that we went to school with college with workmates right um, they may not know that we are Jehovah Witnesses so that's something to think about right so in regards to this congregation in Sardis Jesus says I will come as a thief and um, that that can happen to us too in our time and just as I mentioned in Babylon Babylon was overtaken because they were their senses were not aware right they passed out from partying from getting drunk from eating and so um, they were not careful so when it comes to us and our spiritual matters when it comes to us and and our lives right um, if it happens just like it happened here where it says Jesus Christ is not losing hope in them okay I, I want you to take into consideration that because sometimes we may give uh, ourselves uh, and say well you know I, I am I am not worth of being called a Christian Jesus Christ kept saying repent stop doing whatever badness you're doing I know your deeds he keeps saying I know your intentions and he says repent whatever it is he says repent he wants us to continue to do good he wants us to continue to be followers of the Christ he wants us to be in a good relationship with God and himself with Jesus in order for us to continue to do the preaching work because of course if our consciences are not uh, in accordance to, to what we know what we're supposed to be doing, what will happen is that our own consciences will um, will not excuse us, will not excuse ourselves. But Jesus Christ is saying, repent, right? So 
he mentions also in regards to the names. He says, nevertheless, in Revelation chapter 3, verse 4 and 5, he says, nevertheless, you do have a few names in Sardis that did not defile their outer garments, and they shall walk with me in white ones, because they are worthy. He that conquers, conquers the bad with doing good, uh, will thus be arrayed in white outer garments, and I will by no means blot out his name from the book of life, but I will make acknowledgement of his name before my father and before his angels. Right? Before he mentioned, um, and he says over here in Revelation 2, 2 and 3, he says, I have not found your deeds fully performed before my God. He is telling, Jesus Christ is saying here, I am managing human affairs. Jesus Christ is managing human affairs. He wants us to do good. He wants to bring a good report about myself, about you, to Jehovah God. Right? So then over here, he says, he mentions the congregations in the congregations. The congregations are made up of people. Each human has a name. And here is where our identity, as I mentioned before, counts. How I, am I, I I'm identifying? How I identify to others? What do other humans see when they see me do what do they see more of when they see me right so just as any other human can watch and see a person Jesus Christ is taking note of the names in Sardis but also in our time of our names. He says a few names in Sardis that did not defile their outer garments. And when our clothing, our outer garments uh, being defiled means that we're, we're doing what we are supposed to be doing. That God sees us clean in front of him acceptable right so that's what I will mention up to today and this is part one for um, I am planning I was planning to include another day right and I next Thursday I will continue with the uh, the names over here in regards to our names being written in this uh, book of life right and I want you to think I want you to think about in the book of Genesis in the book of Genesis there was there was a tree of life 
and here is a book of life. It's the same thing. It represents life that we can obtain because of our deeds, because of our behavior, because of how we behave, how we comport ourselves, our decisions that we take in life, how we deal with others, how we treat others, the love that we show for God, for others, and for self. And um, it relates. That tree of life relates to this book of life. Right? So, um, but in here, it's mentioned that the, the, our names can be blotted out, white out from the book of life, right? So the emphasis of, of, of obedience and uh, the, um, the gift of life given to us in exchange of obedience is being repeated. So next week, I will continue with this, explaining more about the names, our names. And, um, and remember, Jesus Christ wants us to do what is best. He wants to, 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 to give a good report about each individual to Jehovah God. He does not want anyone to be destroyed. He wants everyone to attain to um to repentance to life and that is what he keeps saying Jesus Christ so but I wanted to add another day and so tomorrow I am going to tomorrow at three again I am going to find another topic um it's going to be another day for um spiritual retreat as I call it or uh, for for us to give some time to spiritual matters right we have uh, 24 hours uh, a day and most of that we sleep some of us uh, and so how much of our time are we giving to spiritual matters matters and so um Tomorrow, I will be talking about a different subject, right? So next Thursday, I will be speaking about a continuing, continuing with these uh, congregations. And so um, there are four congregations, well, three more congregations now left. And so um, that will be for next Thursday. But tomorrow, Friday, I will be posting in regards to the subject that I will be um, talking about and explaining. I know that I had a lot of questions in regards to the Bible and I didn't understand it back then, uh, 20, 20, 29 years ago when I started studying the Bible. And so um, I'll, I'll see what, Um, what topic I can talk about tomorrow and every Friday from, from now on until we know what the situation with the COVID-19 
um, it's happening. But uh, anyways, um, I thank you for joining me. Thank you for your time. And I hope uh, that uh, you find this uh, subject encouraging, just as how I found it encouraging and strengthening my faith and continuing in doing what is good. Okay, so have a beautiful Thursday and until tomorrow. Thank you.